Is there such a thing as Lashon Tov? The un- sages understood Tzarat, the theme of this week's parasha, not as an illness, but as a miraculous public exposure of the sin of Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara, speaking badly about people. Judaism is a sustained meditation on the power of words to heal or harm, mend or destroy. Just as God created the world with words, so we create or we can destroy relationships with words. The rabbi said much about Lashon Hara, but virtually nothing about the corollary Lashon Tov, good speech. The phrase doesn't appear in either the Babylonian Talmud or the Talmud Yerushalmi. It figures only in two Midrashic passages where it refers to praising God. But Lashon Hara doesn't mean speaking badly about God, it means speaking badly about human beings. So if it's a sin to speak badly about people, is it a mitzvah to speak well about them? My argument will be that it is. And to show this, let's take a journey through the sources. In Pirkei Avot, The Ethics of the Fathers, we read the following. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had five great disciples. Rabbi Eliezer ben Herkanes, Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania, Rabbi Yosei HaKohen, Rabbi Shimon ben Netanel, and Rabbi Eloza ben Arach. Hu Shivchan. He used to recount their praise. Eliezer ben Herkanes, a plastered well that never loses a drop. Yoshua ben Hanania, Ashrei Yeladato, happy the one who gave him birth. Yosei HaKohen, a pious man. Shimon ben Netanel, a man who fears sin. Elazar ben Arach, Mayana Midgaber, an ever-flowing stream. However, the practice of Rabbi Yochanan in praising his disciples seems to stand in contradiction to a Talmudic principle. The Gemarian Arachin says, Rav Dimi, brother of Rav Safra, said, Let no one ever talk in praise of his neighbor, for praise will lead to criticism. Rashi explains this in two different ways. Having delivered excessive praise, Yotemidai, the speaker himself will come to qualify his remarks, admitting for the sake of balance that the person of whom he speaks also has faults. Yes, he's a great guy, but not that great. Alternatively, others will point out his faults. For Rashi, the crucial consideration is, is the praise judicious, accurate, true, or is it overstated? If the former, it's permitted. If the latter, it's forbidden. Evidently, Rabbi Yochanan was careful not to exaggerate. Rambam, however, sees matters differently. He writes in Hilchot Deot, whoever speaks well about his neighbor in the presence of his enemies is guilty of a secondary form of evil speech, avak lashon hara, since he will provoke them to speak badly about him. <clears throat> According to the Rambam, the issue isn't whether the praise is moderate or excessive, but the context in which it's delivered. If it's done in the presence of friends of the person about whom you're speaking, it's permitted. It's forbidden only when you're among his enemies and detractors. Praise then becomes a provocation with bad consequences. Are these merely two opinions? Or is there something deeper at stake? I think there is. There's a famous passage in the Talmud which discusses how should you sing the praises of a bride at her wedding? Our rabbis taught, how do you dance before the bride? The disciples of Hillel hold that at a wedding you should sing, the bride is beautiful and gracious, whether she is or not. Shammai's disciples disagree, whatever the occasion, don't tell a lie. Do you call that a lie, replied the Hillelites? In the eyes of the groom, at least, the bride is beautiful. 
What's really at stake here isn't just temperament, puritanical Shammaiites versus good-natured Hillelites, but actually two views about the nature of language. The Shammaiites think about language as a way of making statements which are either true or false. So don't say something that's false. The Hillelites understand that language is about more than just making statements. We can use language to encourage, empathize, motivate, inspire, or we can use it to discourage, disparage, criticize, and depress. Language does more than convey information. It conveys emotion. It creates or disrupts a mood. The sensitive use of speech involves social and emotional intelligence. Language, in J.L. Austin's famous account, can be performative as well as informative. The argument between Hillel and Shammai, it seems to me, is very similar to that between the Rambam and Rashi. For Rashi, as for Shammai, the key question about praise is, is it true or is it Yotemidai excessive? But for the Rambam, as for Hillel, the question is, what's the context? Is it being said among enemies or friends? Will it create warmth and esteem or envy and resentment? We can go one further. Because the disagreement between Rashi and Rambam about praise may be related to a more fundamental disagreement about the nature of the command, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Rashi interprets the command to mean, don't do to your neighbor what you would not wish him to do to you. Rambam, however, says that the command includes the duty to speak in his praise. Rashi evidently sees praise of one's neighbor as optional, while the Rambam sees it as falling within the command to love your neighbor. We can now answer a question we should have asked at the outset about the Mishneh Navot that speaks of Rabbi Yochanan and Ben Zakai's disciples. After all, Pekeh Avot is about ethics, not about history or biography. Why then does it tell us that Rabbi Yochanan had five disciples? That's surely a fact, not a value. It's a piece of information. It's not a guide how to live. However, we can now see that the Mishnah is telling us something profound indeed. The very first statement in Avot includes the principle, Hemidu Talmidim Harber, raise up many disciples. But how do you create disciples? How do you inspire people to become what they could become, to reach the full measure of their potential answer by acting as did Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai when he praised his students, showing them their specific strengths? He didn't flatter them. He guided them to see their distinctive talents. Eliezer ben Hyrcanus, the well that never loses a drop, wasn't creative, but he had a remarkable memory. And that was not unimportant in the days before the oral, oral Torah was written in books. Eloza ben Arach, the ever-flowing spring, was creative, but needed to be fed by mountain waters. Years later, he separated from his colleagues and forgot everything he'd learned. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai took a Hillel, Rambam view of praise. He used it not so much to describe as to motivate, and that is Lashon Tov. Evil speech diminishes us, good speech helps us grow. Evil speech puts people down, good speech lifts them up. Focused, targeted praise, informed by considered judgment of individual strengths, and sustained by Faith in people and their potentiality is what makes teachers great and their disciples greater than they would otherwise have been. That's what we learn from Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. So there is such a thing as Lashon Tov. According to the Rambam, it falls within the command of 
Love your neighbor as yourself. And according to Avot, it is one way of raising up many disciples. It is as creative as Lashon Hara is destructive. Seeing the good in people and telling them so is a way of helping it become real, becoming a midwife to their personal growth. If so, then not only must we praise God, we must praise people too.